Hello, welcome to episode 26 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And um, yeah, we've had some really uh, interesting episodes since we come back for the new year. I think 2020 and the new decade is really leading us into a new paradigm, a real whole fantastic and fascinating way of looking at health. Uh, not just brain health, but all kinds of health as well. Um, and so the subject for this podcast is, uh, once again, by overwhelming demand, and the people have messaged, tweeted, uh, message, messaged on Facebook, Messenger as well, it, it's going to be more issues to do with post-concussion syndrome and uh, CPTSD, or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, for those of you who are not familiar, or those of you, I'm, I'm sure there won't be that many who are listening to this, uh, CPTSD is one of the most difficult, problematic issues out there in, in the genus of dealing with uh, uh, surrounding issues from PCS. So um, it, it goes without saying that most people that have uh, or are currently suffering post-concussion syndrome or persistent or prolonged post-concussion syndrome have probably had some type of traumatic experience or an abusive or, or neglectful parenthood experience in their childhood that has led them to develop uh, CPTSD uh, and I know I've spoken about this with Brian, Brian Starr, uh, in the past, and other members of the group. So many times, it, it it just keeps coming up again and again and again. And this is why I want to go into greater depth with it now. Now, for those of you who are in the UK and Britain, um, I, I want to offer a hand to say, well, yeah, um, you, you know, you can always get in touch with me. And I've, we've tried to run social groups and things with, with probably very little success. But uh, definitely, if you want to talk one-on-one uh, specifically, then email me. Um, you can get me at uh, on Gmail, which is uh, thedavidbottomley at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, at post-concussion, or uh, at uh, David, D-A-V-I-G-E-7-4, um, or on WordPress, at uh, post-concussion syndrome awareness, uh, com or, or, or just get in touch with me on the Facebook groups. But basically what it is is to, to develop a discussion that we need to talk about and things that we may be a little bit reticent or unable to discuss. Uh, or when I say we're unable, it may be one, we're, we're disabled or disenfranchised by our own families, our own social circles or social groups that prevent us from talking about this. Now, this goes into multiple areas, uh, and specifically, uh, if your uh, CPTSD or your issues were triggered through childhood uh, neglect or abandonment issues or abuse, then you're going to be looking at who ever caused that. 
So it may have been a parent, maybe mother, father, there's no gender issues assigned to that. Or it could have been uh, whoever was a guardian or assigned to you. So there's a, a massive area there. There's, there's, there's multiple complex areas. There's multiple issues. Um, in terms of CPTSD, uh, as, as Rich, Richard Grannon, who is one of the... the one of the leading current, current experts, uh, in my opinion, on this, says there is no CPTSD without PTSD, and there is no PTSD without CPTSD. So he's basically saying, well, yeah, it, whether you're in the wars, whether you've had abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional or ambient abuse, or whatever it is, you either way, you're going to be entwined in this either way. And... Um, you, you, that, that, that part of yourself uh, that you developed through no fault of your own, but because the, the person giving you this bad programming was the bad parent, either a mother or a father, and that can happen in equal measures. Yeah, Let's not just demonise men in this, because men are not the main abusers of, of younger children. All the statistics show that physical abuse, uh, rather than sexual abuse, um, that women are the greater uh, kind of physical uh, abusers of children, whereas uh, obviously men have, uh, you know, the, the, the attributes of, of, of sexual abuse are more attributed to men. So there is a different market cause, and, and it can often get lost. So there's no portion of blame, but uh, obviously one and the other, uh, the, the, the kind of dark sides of, of, of a similar coin. So the CPTSD and, and how this works out, well, what you've got to think about is in accordance with uh, maybe your own gender, your own gender identity, your religious and spiritual backgrounds. So... Uh, if you were like I was, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit, uh, only a tiny bit of what I went through now. Yeah, I grew up in the uh, uh, mid to late 70s and 80s in England, Britain, where I am. And uh, I, I was uh, physically abused by two members of my family. There were another two members of my family, apart from that, that didn't know about that abuse and didn't couldn't do anything about it. And so, on top of that, uh, I went to school and was then abused again and bullied and, and kind of uh, physically assaulted multiple times. So, in any one day, uh, at school or wherever, I, I could have been assaulted three two, three, four times in one day. And that would go on maybe two, three, four times a week. Uh, my family didn't see this as a problem, didn't identify it as a problem, and therefore it was never addressed. And and in the, the, the months and years that followed that, uh, when I, uh, as, as I rightly should have done, <laughs> as a sentient human being brought this up, uh, they said, well, you know, uh, this is just something that every child goes through. You know, uh, and my, the two chief abusers 
when uh, were so audacious, so um, narcissistically fucked up that they said, well, uh, you know, oh, we actually did that to, to toughen you up because we didn't think you were strong enough. And so that type of abuse, that the kind of like hardcore, terrible, emotional, physical, psychological abuse went on for with me for about 15 years. After that, I was told just, yeah, forget it. I got on with my life and, and uh, you know, uh, it only really uh, started to rear its head uh, a few years ago when I got into another narcissistic relationship with a, a horrific narcissistic, covert narcissistic so sociopath uh, who um, destroyed my life completely. Uh, but luckily I got free from that as well. And, uh, you know, you might think of him, well, you know, he's had post-concussion syndrome, he's had fibromyalgia, costochondritis, he's had all these problems and all these this stuff as well. I think uh, I've been exceptionally fortunate to have all these lessons. I know you might not think so, but in terms of CPTSD, uh, this has created, it created like a hive for me. And I want to tell you about that because specifically with post-concussion syndrome, you, you're possibly going to have a lot of these issues too. Uh, so <clears throat> the fact that uh, many of you listening to this are going to be familiar with what I'm talking about. Um, many of you, I'm sure a majority of you who identify with what I'm saying now will have had some type of sexual or abuse or even far worse than I've had. So I'm only here as a kind of touch point for you if you want, want to get in touch with me directly uh, uh, through the podcasts or so on. And that's entirely up to you. Um, it will be something that I won't push any more forwards but I am putting this out there, as I have done in previous podcasts, as a way to help you to uh, think about reconciling those issues with coming forwards. Um, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counsellor, I'm not anything like that, but I am here in order if you want somebody to just to, to, to sound off to. Um, so that's always got to be got to be an option for you. Now, in terms of CPTSD as well, um, like I said before, there's this, this divergence where um, what should have been a healthy upbringing for you uh, has been totally distorted. It's been totally randomly blasted apart. And um, in your childhood, you would have played and and frolicked as a child as he should have done and you would have said to, to like your caregivers or parents you know like oh you know look at me look what I'm doing and that's a perfectly normal thing to do but if you didn't get that attention your, your parent or one of your parents or even both of your parents abused or ignored you you would have st then started to grow up with the issue or the um kind of precept that um, I'm not worthy 
I'm not worthy to be looked at by you. I'm not worthy of your attention. I'm not worthy of of, of whatever you, you want. You know, you want to give to maybe my other brothers or sisters or children, and that then leads into some serious issues, really serious bad issues, um, uh, and it can be uh, quite distressing. Uh, obviously, at that age, if you're like between four, five, six, seven, ten, twelve years old, uh, that leads to some serious problems. And what I f- firmly believe, and what other uh, therapists and, and and practitioners of healing believe, is that well, actually, the types of people who've had that CPTSD uh, cr- complex post traumatic uh, stress disorder in early childhood and had those issues are the ones that once they're injured or they have a concussion in adult life, then go on to develop worse. PCS and PPCS, prolonged persistent post-concussion syndrome. And so you see a whole thread developing here. Uh, and I, I'm not the one making this up or putting this together. I'm not, I'm not that clever. I'm not a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything else. But what, what we're seeing here is actually um, that, the, the thread, the road, between all these issues, and it's like, well, oh yeah, now I can see. And so, um, I think if anybody's in the UK, uh, you probably know about a gentleman called Russell Brand, who was, who still is, quite a, a fairly famous uh, uh, kind of celebrity and so on as well. And his attitude was that, well, you know, uh, alcohol, cannabis, uh, and, and cocaine, and different things, and, and gateway drugs, uh, you know, cannabis, and, and that is, that none of these things are gateway drugs, but he said, do you know what is a gateway drug? The gateway drug is trauma. Trauma, and abuse in childhood, and distinct, specific abuse against children, in early life is the gateway to people using drugs and then becoming uh, homeless or having issues as well. And he's very, very much, in my opinion, he's very, very much accurate in that as well. Uh, I know it's, to some extent, it's different in the USA. And I want to mention other places as well because locally and colloquially uh, it's, it's going to be very different. So we have uh, listeners in Singapore and Puerto Rico and uh, New Zealand, Australia. But the theme, the same themes are going to be there for all of them. Uh, uh, and it's not too different from one place to another because the same mechanisms of control uh, and the same mechanisms that feed people with CPTSD, like the, the, the illegal drug trade, street drugs, uh, even pharmaceutical drugs and prescription drugs as well, and uh, sex addiction, all kinds of things as well. They're all kind of linked in together and uh, they, they, they can, you, can go, you can go wherever you want in the world, you can cross any of the continents and you're still going to have these same issues coming up again and again and again. So, um, in terms of what uh, has come to me, I want to give you a, a, 
a couple of examples from people that have, after the last episode, I don't know if it was episode 17 or 18, I can't remember now, um, people um, wrote in and uh, emailed in to me. Um, there was one lady who, who just, I, I won't give a real name, but she wants to be called Sarah. Uh, just read out what she's written here. Um, she says, Dear David, um, I had... Um, well, she's saying she she grew up in a a foster home after her parents abandoned her, or one of her parents abandoned her. Her mother was an alcoholic, and um, she kind of grew up in care from the age of like like kind of five to twelve years old, and then was assigned eventually to a foster a foster family or adoptive family, and. Um, after that, following that, um, had had like trigger mechanisms and, and like flashbacks, uh, massively, and 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 it just followed her through all her life. She says services all her life, and really really uh, harsh times, and um, through that uh, it developed uh, to the point where that that CPTSD developed to the point where um, she couldn't have a stable relationship. She never had. She said she never had a relationship that lasted more than three months. I thought, and that, that that's that's quite in a way that's quite sad. Um, but she'd been through therapy, and uh, she she'd been to uh, United States. She'd been to uh, I think she's to Arizona, and had MDMA therapy there for like four months, and came back. This is how strong this lady is. Uh, and like I said, I won't give a real name. I come back and, and then after that, um, put down like, uh, you know, put, gambled on being in business and, and put down money on a business and, 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 and property and everything. And she's gone on now in like the, the kind of like 10, 12 years since to uh, just massively changed, turned her life around and she only did that with the help of a good friend and a good therapist um, that somebody gave her time for free so there's always hope for anybody um, I think we can get a little bit lost we can kind of get um, uh, hopeless sometimes in our CPTSD or in relation to post-concussion syndrome where we think that Hang on, no, nobody's going to help me. And that's when you really get stuck, in my opinion. Uh, you can get really, really kind of caught out. But uh, you have to... I, I think that there's a point where you have to turn that intention around. And even if you believe it or not, you've got to turn it around and make it work for you as well. And make it work in the other direction. And so this lady, Sarah, as I've called her, um, is now, uh, uh, has her own business in, 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 I think, four countries, she said now. And she's come from, like, being on wrecked, kind of on the streets and kind of, like, being uh, homeless and kind of being in a horrible place uh, uh, to being in a point where she's got a good, t- a good lot of people around her. So... There's always hope. Um, what else with CPTSD? Well, you've got to work your way through 
the fear and the trauma and everything else because if, if, if you keep getting drawn back into uh, the, the emotions of it then you're going to keep suffering um, so what what is the best way to do that? Well, uh, one of the best people I've found um, here in the UK is a, a gentleman who has a, a channel on YouTube, uh, a gentleman called Richard Grannon. He used to be called uh, the Spartan Life, Life Coach, uh, but he, he, he's really um, a good, practical, down-to-earth kind of guide. Um, and... He actually was one of the, the, the good people that saved me from some of my own kind of like former defects with kind of like spiritual bullshit, spiritual bypassing. And I think at a time, yeah, I, I might have tried to um, lure myself into like other people's kind of bad trips and spirituality and so on. And, and, and thinking that, well, I knew because they said I did this and I was this, that I should have been. Uh, and that's not, I don't mean to detract from myself, I'm not being self-denigrating here, but um, I've done a lot of work for other people down the years, and I've, I've volunteered a lot, I've given a lot, and a, a massive amount, but at certain points, I got lost on that journey, and I'll, I'll hold my hand up to that, but what I'll say is, um, you, you know, th this chap, this Richard Grant, really, helped me to bring myself around back to what was actually reality uh, and he has several sayings like where you know kind of uh, i think it's a, a bit disparate but um you know we, we, none of us actually truly know what we're doing so forgive yourself be kind to yourself be uh, uh you know work on the principles of life the simple principles you know like we're all like he always says we're all we're basically just, you know, like shaved monkeys wearing socks. Possibly somebody else's socks, even our socks. And, you know, you think about it that way, it's quite humorous. But, uh, yeah, we are literally at the whim of ourselves. So with the CPTSD, yeah, as well, um, you have to have a strategy. So... Whether you have a therapist of your own or whether you have somebody who's close to you in your life that really understands, that may or may not be enough. It's up, it's up to you to kind of take it from there. But if you have a good therapist, you have somebody who is not just going to make you dependent on them or that can follow a decent system of how to recover, then you may stand a chance of getting better. Um, but with all love and respect, um, you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to face up to your early life issues uh, and what your parents or what the people that looked cared for you, if, if they did put on you whatever they put on you. So the many ways you can deal with that through therapy, through psychological uh, um, therapy, um, physical therapy, uh, cranial sacral therapy, uh, all kinds of stuff as well. And then there's all obviously like you you could you could think about um, it would depending on where you live. You could think about uh, entheogenic psychotherapy through ayahuasca, 
or uh, mescaline or something similar but that really depends on where you are I mean I'm not recommending anything as we don't anytime but there may be things you need to look at um, so that's it I wanted to keep this this short again because I always I'm always looking for your questions coming back as well after each episode and I, I know we had a little break for uh, over the festive period but now again we're kind of looking to to pick things up too so we've got some interviews coming up uh, and, and chats coming up uh this dr alison merrick a very dear uh person to me indeed who helped me through uh, the worst times of my life in 2011 2012 uh, and there's jamie retsky as well and and one of two others uh, who are also going to come on a podcast and talk to us very soon so um yeah thank you very much again for listening and uh when it comes to cptsd i'm not expecting a lot of people to get in touch uh with the stories regarding but i will say this if you do want to do and you want to get in touch and you can do it in absolute confidence and you and if if you need your anonymity uh, to be respected, then it will be respected. Um, I've just got one more uh, account to read for you, uh, which is somebody who uh, contacted me after the last episode in CPTSD. Uh, and it's a gentleman I will just call Brian. Um, <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, so Brian said that uh, from the age of six years old, um, his mother used to, uh, well, well, he said what he said what she she did was she used to uh, wrap him, beat him on his knuckles and his hands, and he came from a Catholic family, uh, or, or the, the family was Catholic, and um, when. He used to be very kind of, he said, very exuberant, very upbeat, everything as a child, and very uh, happy generally. But whenever uh, he got too happy, occasionally she would like take either a book or a shoe or something else and beat him on the back of his hands with his knuckles um, and, and just tell him he was completely worthless. Uh, and he said this went on. Um, for several years uh, and then as he uh, left home and escaped home uh, somehow he, he said, the, Brian said the abuse continued and um, it wasn't something that would just be ended by him leaving home and so it brings into account the whole uh, kind of concept of that fact that men aren't just the abusers you know, it's not all just men abusing women. <laughs> the fact that, you know, there are there is a, a growing number of women abusing men, uh, particularly women abusing children. And in fact, if you look at the World, World Health Organization and other uh, um, bodies, they show that uh, the main uh, or the major percentage of abuse against children is by women. Uh, and so, you know, it happens in different ways. You know, men abuse women in some ways, but women abuse younger men and other men in other ways. So it's not, there's not an apportion of blame. It's not like who did what or kind of like, you know, a comparison. 
but it happens in in different ways. You know, men and women do not and never will abuse in the same ways. So what he was saying is basically, yeah, I I had this. Um, He went on to develop severe eating disorders. Um, He said his mother was very, very critical, all of him, all of the time, and uh, just totally abusive mentally. And he he developed all, you know, kind of to the point where he, he... um, tried to commit suicide five times so this you know it's not it, 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 PTSD is not something that's kind of like out there that's kind of like you know oh yeah you know well uh, you know these people have CPTSD it's something that's actually very common and over the decades that people have grown up with so thank you Brian I'll just call you Brian for sharing that and, and that's probably as much as he wanted to share but um, you know, I I get messages. You won't believe. <laughs> you won't believe how many messages I get um, regarding this subject. It's it's a lot anyway. So thank you for listening to this, and uh, thank you for listening to previous podcasts. Again, you can contact me on Facebook, uh, David Bottomley. Uh, you can get hold of me at uh, of any of us, or Gina, or any of the members of groups at Postman Christian Syndrome Awareness Worldwide. On uh, Twitter, it's at Postcon Christian, and uh, it's Postcon Christian Syndrome Awareness UK. WordPress. Com at the blog, so you you can find us any of those ways. Um, thanks so much for listening once again, and uh, please please keep sending in your uh, experiences please keep sending your accounts of what's going on because even though I know a lot of you don't want me to include it in the podcast and I, I, I respect that there's an awful lot if, 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 I, if I included what everybody had given me or said to me um, kind of online through the podcast and we'd probably have twice as many podcasts at least (laughs) so um yeah for the many many silent ones of you out there that aren't engaging in that and that just want to be heard by me or by anybody else and then i i i know and honor and respect what you're saying i i am totally on board with you um, and I, I, I know I'm, I'm not going to just put that out there but thank you so much for being just just for being so brave to do that to bring that to me um, that gives me a lot of strength as well and um, just know as well that for all of you yeah I'm, I'm here as well privately if you don't want to talk publicly so just just keep those messages coming Uh, And that's about it for tonight. Um, So, yeah, we've had a busy evening. uh, Three podcasts in one evening. Um, So, thank you very much once again. And next time, uh, coming back, hopefully soon, I don't know when, uh, we're going to get Brian Starr back, uh, Jamie Retsky and Dr. Alison Merrick. So, thank you very much and good night for now. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, 
in well with the podcasts that we're making you have to be responsible myself my guests and my podcasts are not here to give you medical advice we are not paid professionals so as society and the woke community community dictates we're here to say to you any information which we put out in the podcast anything we give to you is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice any reasonable person knows that but you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as a b c x y z so please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way please do your own research your own um, just due diligence into whatever we say and if you need if you feel you need if you really because you could really trust yourself feel you need the help trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner general practitioner doctor specialist or whomever or your psychiatrist or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition and if i need to spell this out anymore just be really considerate and kind to yourself and don't please don't accept what we're saying as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 now at least and, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time and please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just just really, really enjoy what we're doing and so much love and respect to you all. Thank you. <laughs>